episode of Tea Young for an Old Talk. It's been some time, but we're happy to be back. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's it's been all of a week. That's I mean technically it's been two weeks since we uploaded, but you only missed us for a week. Hasn't been that long, but we're happy to be back. Maybe we just do a bit of a recap as to why we were missing. Not going into full <laughs> detail or anything, but we did do an Instagram live last week. We actually did two. We talked for two hours. Like, holy. That's, we'll two and a half. That's, that's two episodes, if not three. Yeah. Two, two thick episodes. Too. Yeah. So we did an Instagram live last week just to keep engaging with y'all. And we wanted not make up for the content, but like find a new way to engage because we couldn't release the episode. And at least I've spoken so openly about how I feel about being consistent and not slacking like that when I commit to something. So wanted to find a way to uphold that while still like letting the situation unfold the way it was going to because it was out of our control. Essentially, we had a technical problem that we could not fix ourselves. Like we needed to send it to somebody and get somebody external, a third party to fix it for us. So because of that, we didn't have like we didn't want to jeopardize the audio quality and the quality of the content and everything else that we normally give and that we've been giving and will continue to give so as a result we made the decision not to upload last week that's what's happening did i did i cover everything i would say that was a splendid recap you know you did it in record time it took a couple so yeah, I would say that it's a pretty accurate recap of everything that happened in a pretty brief time. Um, we kind of had to jump through a couple of hoops to speed up the process as much as possible, but we made it and I'm happy we made it because I was like, oh, if you miss another week, it's going to suck so much. Although we could, you know, do another live and probably might even because it was fun last time we had a lot of questions and stay tuned. arguably this this week's episode is kind of off the back of some of the questions we get in there a lot of it was yeah it's gonna touch on that but also i just want to like inject in here i was watching a live for another podcast that is like these two girls in america it's a pretty big podcast they're probably getting like hundreds of thousands of downloads and because i follow them on instagram i got a notification to watch their live I want to click on the live. They have been live for a while. Like, it wasn't like the live had just started. Like, it was probably anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes into the live. I entered the live, and they had less than 10 people in the live. And I don't even want to know how many more followers and, like, listeners they have compared to us. And that, it didn't humble me. It kind of did the opposite of that. And I was like, Whoa. And it made me realize, like, how not irrelevant those things are, but that doesn't define everything. And a lot of the time, like, the community that you have or that you've created speaks more than, like, your follower count and how many people you have listening and all that. Even though listeners do matter when it comes to podcasts, I just thought that was so 
fascinating because I expected to open it and there'd be like hundreds of people in their life because they're a huge mm-hmm. podcast on a network. And I open it and it had like seven people in it, including me. And it was the two of them. So including one of them, mm. I was like, wow. But all of that aside, we're going to get into the topic for this week because we just did a, that wasn't like a long recap, but it was a recap. Slate catch up. Yes. This week we are tackling something that, as Neil said, we discussed or was brought up in the live stream that we did, but also something that we've kind of like touched on here and there and was definitely more prevalent in my life than Neil's, but because Neil's in my life, it, it's <laughs> part of his stuff. I see it. Too. Yeah. yeah. We are talking about Zoom university dun, dun, dun. that is the name that has been claimed to define all that is this new online learning that we've been forced into doing and yeah just everything that has come from having to do online school online learning it's it's wild um when people ask me, like, how do I feel about it or whatever, I'm like, it is what it is. I I don't know what to say. Um, but I do have some stronger opinions and feelings. But first, I want to ask you what you think about it from the outside looking in, looking at me. And then you have your cousin is a professor and teaches. So you have that perspective as well. And then just from seeing people on Twitter and what's not comment and complain, mostly complain, what are your thoughts on Zoom University, how it seems to be working for people from all your perspectives? I think in general, it follows a similar pattern to school in that it's a roller coaster, but not necessarily a fun one. I think because it's a different format, a lot of the nuances and the quote-unquote weird things that show up they present themselves in a different way like when you see professors or students doing something different or wild quote-unquote on their zoom call and i guess recorded by a third party it hits the internet in a different way than it would like you would see in 2016 or 2015 when people would be doing funny things in class and i guess you know interesting videos where they're like talking to teachers on a different level almost um like a less formal way it's kind of like that, but in a slightly different way. So it's having a different impact. And obviously, from the other aspect, it's kind of stressful in the fact that you have this piece of technology that you use on a daily basis or almost a daily basis. And you're using it from, let's say, 9 or 10 to 4. And you might have a break between there, but it's not the same as school where you're walking from class to class. You're just like, done one Zoom call, open another Zoom call. And oh, definitely. To, to go with that, like, you literally don't have time because sometimes you have to, from what, what I see, like, where you and my cousin, it's literally like, you're done one thing, you have to slip away and go something else because you have that many things happening simultaneously. And because Zoom is so prevalent now, like, it's become large enough to the fact that we consider like how we speak about face to FaceTime and that's been ingrained in us through decades of having Apple Zoom in a year has been on that level there's no more Skype you don't do Skype calls you just Zoom 
right? I know some so people use that, Skype, but not really. Is yeah, I mean, it's definitely like the, on the, the terminology is what I'm thinking too. The terminology, oh yeah, 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 is yeah. completely. It's not like strong. oh, let's like, video call. It's like let's zoom. Let's have a zoom yeah, call. Yeah, and it might not even be specifically on Zoom, but it's just to that point now where it's that big in society. Like you might be in class, and then you might say, okay, I want to go to this lecture, just other lecture outside my class. That person's on Zoom because that's just where it is now. That's just what the expectation is. So that's me jumping from class to a workshop, from a workshop to a meeting. I'm just opening and closing Zoom calls and clicking on links and just back and forth. And as you said, we're like, you honestly don't move for a lot of the day. Like, I try whenever I end the call to get up and, like, stand. And normally that's because I'm going to get something to eat because I'm normally sitting there for a while. But, yeah, you're just sitting there and... can't be good for you it's not good it's for crazy you i i don't want to get into my feelings right away but i guess i'm going to you, you could tell us about how the tr- we've spoken about the transition before how is it you know two however month this is three months on the line or whatever in terms of you know the first couple of weeks how did that go and you know what have you learned about zoom university what do you have to get accustomed to to dancing around or finessing, I guess? The biggest thing for me is probably having to be attentive and present on Zoom because no shade to people that don't have to do that or aren't required to as often and still complain or have concerns about how zoom works because zoom fatigue is real like staring at a screen even if you're not actively participating for whatever reason is still draining but let's talk about draining when i have to sit for three hours in one block bear in mind we get like five minute breaks maybe every 45 minutes or so with my mic on my camera on And I have to look attentive. I have to be engaging because that's where marks are being pulled from that. Aside from what you actually, the work that you actually do in class, marks are being pulled from that. So I fully understand because I do have meetings in different instances where I'm on Zoom and I don't necessarily have to be talking. My camera doesn't have to be on whatever and it's still freaking draining. But take that and intensify it when you actually are being seen and heard. And everything around you is being seen and heard. For a while, I was just putting signs on my doors because, <laughs> like, it got so exhausting having to tell my everybody in my house, like, I have this from this to this, and I have this from this to this. And it was getting annoying for them, too, to just be constantly getting texts from me saying, this is what I'm doing now, this is what I'm doing now. So I just put signs on my doors and I said, in a meeting from this to this time, in a presentation from this to this time, um, not, yes, so much that they don't just enter my room, but also in terms of noise and background noise and what's not, because I don't just, you don't need people just walking in when you're in a call with your video on. That's not 
it's not ideal and it's kind of hard that people everybody's been pushed into this and obviously I'm lucky enough that I have my own room proper doors I'm like in my own little corner um and I don't necessarily have to do this kind of stuff in a shared space but I know a lot of people do or their circumstances are just not ideal for at-home learning or work and that's tough too and sometimes I think our professors forget that like I have one teacher and anytime she hear any sound noise that's like not just like a one-off well sometimes it could be a one-off that you drop something and she'll be like what was that Mm -hmm. but then if it's like a consistent noise that some people live in apartment buildings and there's just banging or construction or what's not she'll be like James, is that coming from you? Yeah, ma'am. Um, could you just turn off your mic for the time being then? We, we don't need to hear that. At all well and good because, I mean, it's her class. She can run it how she wants. If she wants her class to be silent and only her to be heard when she's talking, that's fair. I wouldn't want banging either, but it just, it doesn't come across as as accommodating as it could, if you get what I mean. Yeah, it seems like she could really, she should really take a step back and be more empathetic to the different situations that we all find ourselves in. Because I know some teachers as well are in situations where like they can teach, but they might not have a stable Wi-Fi connection. They might not, you know, be as tech savvy as they would like to be. So, you know, we, we really, and I say we, but I don't personally have to partake, but I think, you know, we really just have to take that moment to be more considerate, especially now. And you also don't know what personally might not be a, a physical challenge, but someone might know someone that has COVID and that's impacting them. They might know someone that's just, you know, going through like seasonal depression or because we're in that season now or something of that nature that you don't just know and you're really expecting this person to show up regardless and be 100% every single second every day. It's not feasible, you know? Yeah, it's definitely not as realistic i've had moments where i needed to tell whoever i was stepping into that meeting or class with like hey not doing great or hey construction going on in my house right now this is the situation i'm not looking for an accommodation or anything but i need to let you know that this is what's up so that i'm not penalized for it one or two pulled up in front of the class or the meeting being like Abriana why is your mic not on Abriana why are you not doing this and it's like hello I have a life too outside of this class or a meeting or workshop whatever the case is yeah yeah so it's been it's been weird especially because I'm naturally very involved in school life outside of academia and I would the opposite of what Neil would do in going to school, class, (laughs) come straight home. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm probably at school before my class starts and I'm definitely at school after my class has ended because I am just doing other things and involved in other things. And I'm never forced to, it's never a requirement. It's just something I enjoy and I learn I want to say reasonable, but that's not the word. I learn promising life skills in doing those kind of things. So it's been different just 
having all of that on the same platform like I, I have a sticky note on my desktop called zoom links because I just have so many and I got tired of going into emails every time to find them so I just have one big thing with all of my call links because I'm always in a damn call <laughs> and it's weird it it really is weird especially because normally I'd be in class or be in some sort of classroom setting and then once I'm out of that setting the first thing I want to do is like check my phone go on my laptops for leisure purposes whatever and now I still want to do that but it doesn't feel the same and it doesn't feel as necessary slash appealing because I was already on my laptop so I kind of just want to step away but then at the same time the only thing I want to do is like watch a damn YouTube video I'm also like I've been staring at a screen for six hours already so it's hard even with like eating meals and stuff I'd naturally just like pull up something to watch Neil prefers to listen to things he doesn't necessarily need to watch them true yeah true but I prefer to watch things and it's like girl your eyes need a break they need a break um so that's been different too kind of just eating in silence which is not a terrible thing like not a bad practice but it is what it is do you have any advice that you would just from observing give to people could be stuff i do or stuff i don't do that you think i should be doing but that you can give (laughs) to other people and not give to me because i don't need the constructive criticism right now do you want criticism of the non-constructive format similar to what you were saying in terms of switching out between classes or things you have to attend, I think taking that time away from your workspace, because real, realistically your laptop or your tablet has now become your workspace. So I think taking some time away from there will, between classes or whenever you can would be beneficial, like just to take a second and decompress. You know, it could be literally getting up and doing a stretch getting up and getting some coffee really quickly. I think that would help combat the fatigue a bit. I know that realistically, we've been going to school for most of our lives at this point, but it is really a different beast when it's like, all you can really do like outside of school is be at home. You can't, you're not, you're not really going out to things as much and, socializing on that degree so i think that compounds on it so you know finding things like hobbies that can kind of take your mind away from it when you're not on zoom so i think that would be a good way to start as well like outside your time of zoom what else can you do because let's say you consider your workday between 10 and 4 10 and 5 okay if you can't do as much then because you're just on it that's fine but you know taking that moment away from your workspace and then what are you doing outside of school now to actually make it more normal you know like because realistically like one year ago you would be at school and then what you're going to go have food with friends you're going to go to an extracurricular that's completely unrelated and in person and it's personable and all that kind of stuff so I think combating it 
is the best way that that's how i would go about it and it may not always be easy for me it's very easy for me to do things in my one space like i can do most things in my bedroom and not really be bothered by it but at a certain point you do need that switch of scenery and that could literally be changing your curtain changing your bed sheet changing your you know where your desk is in your room how's the light coming into your room on a specific day you know like those small nuances really can impact how our brain processes it and it'll just keep things fresh i think and then too like finding a way to not just consider it a, a poor situation like how can you kind of make it you know take it as okay like yeah on one hand i'm still paying my my normal tuition fees and all that and i'm not having to take this in a format i don't want to take it in rubbish online but alternatively you could sit down for a year and lose a year of your life at home and then start to come back and do this in the future, right? So, I mean, if you were in a different time, it wouldn't be an option. You would have to stay home if you weren't in, a, in this technolog- technological revolution that we find ourselves in. But you can alternatively make a decision now to say, yeah, I don't want to do this. I can stay home. That's a choice you can make. You can defer it. But you have the option now where it's like, okay, I actually really need to get this degree and I can still get it, even if it's not ideal. Like, yeah, cool, I'll take it, right? So... I guess looking at the bigger perspective sometimes helps as well. But, you know, like you said, it is totally justified if you're feeling frustrated by this and annoyed. And I really urge you to speak to somebody. Like, it could be a friend, a family member, your teacher, like you said, is going to say, hey, I'm not 100% today. I need you to to give me this lax. You know, I show up and I give myself five five times a week. So can you give me this one class, right? Yeah, I agree. And as... I said, as rubbish as that is to me, this these circumstances, I think in anything in life, if you're just sitting and dwelling on the fact that this is not ideal right now, this is not what you want, and you're just sitting in that negative hole of negativity, <laughs> you're not going to get anything else out of it. Like You're just going to get back what you put in. So if you only put in negative vibes, you're not looking at the bigger picture like Neil said or thinking wider than what it is now in that moment where you... I don't want to use me as an example, so I'm trying to think of random things that don't happen to me. Um, <laughs> but everything happening to me, like, okay, I could just have to work with myself. Um, your Wi-Fi is cutting out when it's not necessarily ideal to you. You're not eating the same way you used to, like, as regularly, or you're eating at odd, or, odd times now because you just have things in the middle of the day now that you didn't have before. Um, you're giving me a look. Um, I ain't giving you no look. You did give me That's a look, but yeah. So you're thinking about all these things that are just not working. They're not going well. Instead of acknowledging the better things and the wider picture, and it's harder to do. It is very hard to do. I might be the. Um, mascot for the complain club but I like to think I complain and move on like I complain and once I get it out of my system and I flesh it out I'm okay like I've let that go by saying it out loud to somebody and letting it be out there so you just have to find what works for you and I've also found a lot of 
universities, schools, institutions have developed a lot more resources now to better equip you with these new times, whether it's workshops literally on the technological side of things or just workshops about time management for this kind of environment and eating mental health like there's a plethora of information that I found or I'm finding that is out there now because of this new digital world that we're being forced into that being said I have two more things that are like on my mind that I want to say first thing is (laughs) we're being forced into this digital world everybody's being forced into it our generation is probably handling it and the generations just above and below us are probably handling it a lot better than older generations who necessarily did not have to use all of these things before if they did it was a choice it was an option no they got an option is this or nothing yeah is this or nothing so bear that in mind as you go throughout the next however long we have to deal with this but also what i've been thinking about and we talked about this a bit on live um because i was talking about like the performing arts industry now and how that's working and what i'm doing with projects at school and it's it's interesting and it's a bit uplifting to think of it like that that we can be the pioneers of certain things now because everything is moving into this digital virtual world so everybody has to adapt what they would normally do in person to this virtual world and it's like we have to figure this out so once you figure it out you master it bam it's yours like next thing is for you to start teaching other people to do it that you're gonna be the pioneer of whatever it is that you're trying to figure out to do online now instead of in person and once you perfect it bam you have it like i think that's so amazing definitely agree and it's that's not to say that you're gonna get it right away or you're just gonna know what you're doing and it's gonna be like ah i figured this out ta-da it's probably gonna take time it's gonna take a lot of research i'm I'm doing a lot of research and i and i don't really like research i like learning but i don't like researching things that's interesting i'd rather be told but then you don't learn as much you know the information but i understand i guess but i think i think it's a lot of trial and error because you know in theory x y and z might work under a very specific case but change a couple variables and all of a sudden it's like not as efficient Mm -hmm. as you would like it to be so Mm-hmm. Like we were saying on live, I think it's a real big benefit, especially to be in school right now, because in your specific industry, you have the chance to learn some tips, you know, pick your professor's brains. How are they thinking about this? How can you take that and put a more modern spin on how, how they're thinking? Uh, you know, really, it would be harder or it could be harder in a different situation. Like if you're in a, if you were in a work situation where you got laid off, you don't have the opportunity to figure it out firsthand you might be able to research online and whatnot but if you're in a lucky position enough to have kept your job and whatnot then you can see okay this is what we're doing to figure it out this is how we're navigating this you can take that and make that your own right same thing as school you can see okay how do my professors think i should take this how are they how are their industry partners you know suggesting 
are saying, hey, this is what we want to look for in our next crop of graduates, you know, like that that's an opportunity of that's a wealth of information there that you can just literally pick apart definitely i think it's a huge plus to this new world that we are i don't even know what verb to use moving (laughs) through not the best the other thing that came to mind that i've been doing that i realized a lot of people don't do one because they don't need to be on zoom like i'm on zoom like you could be on zoom with mic camera off but i found that this is at least for the morning or the start of your day whatever the first class is of your day or first zoom call major most likely class to actually get up and get ready and feel ready or half ready and be present while that call is going on even if you're not necessarily focusing 110 percent being there and being present has done so much for me rather than because when we had to do the last semester just gone march april february march april um online hello my 9 a.m i was waking up at 8 45 rolling over opening my laptop clicking on the link and joining the call and just laying there I don't think I ever fell back to sleep. I was just laying there in my pajamas for like the two hours that class went on. And it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I hated it. I felt like crap. And it did not do anything. It didn't benefit me. Like, not to say I didn't learn, but like I wasn't learning as well as I could have if I had just gotten up, gotten ready, been sitting up and being present and being awake essentially. Because I figure when you just roll over like that and are just there, you're not really awake. You're not sleeping, but you're not necessarily awake. So I found that that's something that's really helped me in that regard of trying to make the most of Zoom University. But going back to what you said earlier. All the best tips here. About, not really, I'm still struggling, but hmm, some, some sort of tips. What you said earlier about how the price has not changed tuitions. for tuition uh, sorry, sorry it has not decreased <laughs> i should say uh, i i just i'm not feeling that i'm really not feeling that especially because for me my learn um, i'm not trying to be the cream of the crop here or anything but at the same time i can only speak from my experiences and i'm not going to speak for somebody that's a psychology major mm-hmm. or a biology major like i'm not going to speak for somebody else i'm speaking from my perspective as a theater major and all of my studio courses are now just on zoom i'm not in a freaking studio if, if i'm not in my room i'm in the basement of my house <laughs> not the same experience whatsoever the teacher cannot feed off of our energy at all and that's why our cameras and mics have to be on half the time because they need to judge how we are in class and the presence and the energy that we bring to class. I'm not getting any of that anymore. And that's not my fault. That's not their fault. They all submitted applications and the university went back and said who can get permission to have small in-person classes and none of my studio courses got it. Is that rubbish? Yes. Is that in my control? No. Did they lower my tuition? No. Am I getting the same quality of work 
learning education no did they lower my tuition no and i get it i get that they have to pay the professors and the tas and a bada bada bum bum but i don't think it's fair in addition to which all of those a lot of the services that we could possibly opt out of that are not necessarily university campus life services like at least for york your college council and your student union and certain organizations that are there to benefit you throughout the year not talking about those i'm talking about the things like if your university slipping in your gym membership and membership for like your um or you're paying a fee that goes towards like your student center and all that kind of stuff like what in france i'm not using any of that i can't use any of that that can't even be open so tell me how like no part of my tuition didn't shift if anything it went up no part of it didn't shift i am no getting less than i was before i'm not getting anything more yes teachers have had to adapt on whatever so they're putting in more work possibly but i am a student as a student i'm not getting anything more are you charging me the same exact dollar amount I'm not understanding. And I haven't understood since I started picking my courses back in July. And my parents have not understood. And my classmates have not understood, even though majority of them are not international. Family members that are other at other universities have not understood. I it's appalling, but as we keep preaching, it is out of my control. I have no say in rectifying that matter i can complain to my student union all i want and they can complain up ahead again but the university does not have to listen to us government whoever does not have to listen to us so it's in my opinion it's a salt salt situation but here i am almost three months in still sucking salt um but I'm doing it to the best of my ability. And I think that's another thing that, like, pushes me to do that, go that extra mile and, like, not do class in bed and not just half-ass it because this is money. This is money. If I can't get a discount, hello, I put an extra word. We're going the extra mile. I can't ask for that extra mark because these are uncharted waters. This is not the usual terrain territory. And as a result, if I figure if my professors and my teachers don't have, I have to work harder, I got to work harder too. So I'm going to do that. I appreciate that. What I would like to touch on is I don't understand how, because in my, in my eyes, I think, I know I heard a lot of discussion about this and I don't understand how everybody around the globe let it slide that universities could not decrease their prices and increase class sizes and all this other suspicious behavior they were indulging in more so than usual because one you're going through a global pandemic so your source of income or anybody that's helping you pay your um fees they're going through a hard time they can't really afford to be shutting out that money like that and the fact that you are inevitably going to get a lesser product like even if your professor's putting in that work 
like through summer and getting ahead for winter and staying ahead and having you know all your things recorded and anything you need ready to go like inevitably especially if you're not that kind of learner that prefers the e-learning style you're, you're gonna get less yeah and yeah you're gonna be asked to work harder to get something closer to what you would normally get but even with that it still seems i don't know how to say criminal i guess because in my mind yeah you have a university so you have all the space that you might be paying for but that's not my problem so i don't understand why the burden should be falling students and honestly i'm surprised there's not a lot i know we did a lot of petitions for very important things this year um in my mind i was surprised to not see one to come up to really hold these universities accountable because whose fault is it that you went and got all this land that you can't afford to pay for if you're not charging somebody to the nose like yeah the students paying it um and as I, as you said they, it's their choice to listen but there's also more radical um measures that could be taken i'm not saying to do that or i'm not saying anybody but in my mind i can't fathom how you're expecting people to be paying more and definitely not less while we know for a fact they're probably getting less it just seems really really cold and really businesslike and not what you would expect or not what you would anticipate because that that's just no no sign of empathy at all and honestly if a year because i know universities were fighting bad for i know schools and universities in general were fighting bad for students to be able to show up in some form or fashion and that's why the zoom university thing went through because they need the finances like you're telling me if a year a student say we delay our pay until we get a pay, a pay reduction i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm just talking purely hypothetical i'm not sitting anybody doing anything but i'm saying if if a whole year a student say we're not paying a cent until you give us some sort of you know olive branch and meet us in the middle you're telling me they're not gonna de- decide to say all right we can do a little five percent degrees like what are they gonna say don't come like if if i'm not saying like you know i'm speaking hypothetical don't put my name or anything but to me like they have no choice they're in a spot where like their financial situation is not great they're gonna make less money regardless they have all this space that's not being used uh you know like they still have to pay these people and obviously teachers need to get paid they have families and everyone really needs to eat but when you're talking about it from a purely business standpoint, the expenditure on their side is not as much. You're not paying, you know what I mean? Like, you have all this space that you're using, but that's not really anyone's fault. That's just like a you thing. Yeah, you still have to pay for the translation of all these in-person services to online, but there's still a lot of things that aren't being offered and can be offered in that format. So, to me, I would need to see something happen where it's like there's some sort of meeting in the middle because... Yeah, you might get a little grant here or there, but is that all you can do? And for how many students is that applicable for? Like, you're not going to ask everybody. And everyone can't get it. Or everyone can't get anything near significant. So, yeah. For me, that's a very sore topic. I, I think that's a sleazeball move to not give any sort of decrease in the prices. It is, and it's unfortunate, to say the least. But, and I get what you said about 
um, them if everybody didn't pay or if a good chunk of people just didn't pay they wouldn't have a choice but to make some moves like I was researching uh, recently about um, Amazon workers striking because um, Amazon really just exploits their labor and their workers and with COVID it just got worse and they weren't doing the necessary they weren't putting the necessary precautions in place to protect but also support their workers Amazon workers said alright gonna strike and enough of them took to striking and Amazon said okay we'll give you the pay raise we'll give you the better workspace that you're asking for that will give you these sanitization standards that their employees had to ask for these standards to be put in place and it was like huh but then again there are multiple articles out there y'all can read up about it about amazon's drive for this level of efficiency that they've created a name for themselves for having and a big part of that level of efficiency is exploiting their workers so just read up on that when you get the chance if that's interesting to you but I get that and that's such a good idea in theory but in the practical nobody is going to put their education on the line like that to say I'm just not going to pay my tuition and if enough of if me Mark and Paul do it we can be good the university is not going to have a chance um that would be an ideal world though if we could just all band together and just not pay and then see what they do and hope that they Give us a little ease. Also because international tuition went up last year by like 10%, folks. Yeah, we're not going to get into this because I personally don't like to talk about this too much because your girl's not, your girl doesn't have status here like that to be openly speaking on topics such as that. Not trying to get sent away. Um... Yeah, so we're not going to get too into that. I think we covered fair ground today, given that only one of us is fully (laughs) immersed and experiencing Zoom University, and the other is just calmly observing from the sidelines and hearing all the complaints. No stress on my end. Just send airy vibes, you know. It's like... We hope you enjoyed this. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode. So sorry we missed you last week, but we are back. And as we said, that was completely out of our control. And I think we handled it well. I hope y'all didn't miss us for a week. I really pushed. We pushed y'all to use that week to catch up and realign yourself so that you are all caught up and ready to go with these fresh episodes that are going to be coming your way now that we are back up and running. Any final words from you? over there i just want to say thank you for you know supporting and continue to support and as we approach that six month of podcasting i just get more and more excited by it you keep bringing drawing this on i don't you i don't really i guess that's just neil as a person Neil really draws on to anniversaries and like dates and milestones and stuff like that and i'm like i couldn't no i couldn't care less it just it isn't speak to me as much i'm like oh yay fantastic anyways formally our sixth anniversary is next saturday or just about but 
clearly you can see richer versus plays rich roles in this relationship but thank you for joining us and we're happy to be back and we'll see you next week probably see you before i urge you to check check out for a, a potential i don't know what he's talking about instagram appearance potentially don't quote me on that we are not oh maybe yeah life is hard folks so don't be don't be looking too hard for any sort of any sort of um features visuals don't don't be don't get too yeah. excited but yes thank you for joining us again this week and you'll hear from us again next week